in the footsteps of Jesus from down under. Welcome to the program. This is Nick Kurita, your host. I'm very happy to be with you today again and uh, please stay with us because I'm very happy to introduce to you Dr. Chester Kuma. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Dr. Chester, you are serving uh, currently in the role of the Director of, of Health Ministry in South Pacific Division. Yes, you're, you're right. For how long are you in this role? I've been in this role now for approximately two years. This covers uh, Australia and uh, New Zealand? This covers Australia, New Zealand and all the South Pacific Island countries. So it's, uh, it's the whole South Pacific, if you like. You are a doctor? Yes, I am a surgeon by profession. Yes. But I now do uh, this job and very little clinical work at the moment. Okay. And you are uh, involved in traveling quite a bit and uh, helping people to realize the need of changing, changing habits to be able to live a healthy life. Exactly. I, part of my job is to travel all over the South Pacific Division into all the countries uh, that we uh, represent. And um, one of my major activity is to share with them the, um, you know, the information about uh, the importance of living a healthy life because, you know, we have a huge problem today right across this division with non-communicable disease or lifestyle disease that has now become the major killer in our, in our countries today. Mm. And before you came to Australia and to serve in this capacity, I know that you haven't been born in uh, Australia. Where, where have you been born? I, I come from the Solomon Islands, but I was actually born in Papua New Guinea. My parents were missionaries to Papua New Guinea, and that, that's where I was born. I studied my primary training, primary school training, high school, and my, my initial medical training was done in Papua New Guinea. And then from there I progressed on and uh, eventually went into surgery. All right. And you study and practice in Solomon Islands? I studied in, um, in Papua New Guinea, went on to Fiji and then to New Zealand and to Australia and then went back and worked as uh, head of surgery for my country for a number of years and then uh, was called to join the South Pacific Division. And that was in the government? Uh, in the Solomons, it was with the government. Okay, okay. That's wonderful. Um, I really enjoy to do when I'm talking to a doctor because I can learn things, you know. Thank you. But today we would like to learn from you a bit of your experience with God, your work with Jesus. If you don't mind just to share with us a bit of your background, how you've been raised up and if uh, you were a Christian all the time. And also later on we'll come to see more, understand when you have a particularly encounter with God. Please just start with sharing with us a bit of your background. Very good. Very happy to do that. I was born into a missionary family. My parents left the Solomons in 1957 and went across to Papua New Guinea as missionaries. And uh, while there I was born uh, so basically, was brought up in a Christian family, uh, accepted all the teachings of the church, and uh, eventually became a Seventh Day Adventist. Was baptized, 
and um, yeah, accepted the Lord as my as my savior. I then went on uh, from primary school, went on to one of our high schools in Papua New Guinea, and then from there went on to the university and uh, on to further training. But I was brought up as a Seventh Adventist, born and and raised in a Seventh Day Adventist family. Which uh, sometimes we may think that we don't have a, a particular point in life when we say, "Oh, that was my conversion." Mm. But to say so, I believe each one of us we have a personal encounter with Jesus. That is very true. Mm. Mm. Now, also you are a pastor or did no, no, no. You, you haven't studied theology? No, no, no okay. I have not studied okay. theology. But that's okay. Look, each one of us, we are called to be ministers. Yes. And we have an um, uh, amazing opportunity to be the servants, the workers in the vineyard of our Lord uh, Jesus. Uh, Dr. Chester, would you like to share with us how do you grow in knowing Jesus and how that impacted you for, for this time, you know, for your life? Thank you. I remember one particular incident in my life. Like as I said, I was born and raised in an Adventist family. But it did not mean that I fully understood God until... This experience happened. I was working as a, as a young doctor in one of our mission hospitals back in the Solomons. It is called Artuifi Adventist Hospital. And at that time, I was the only doctor in that hospital of about 90 beds. Um, and we had a school of nursing that is attached to the hospital. And I remember this little child coming in, being brought into the hospital with some bleeding from the mouth. And I saw the child, and I asked the child to open his mouth, and I could see something moving at the back of his, of his mouth. The last molar of his tooth, the bottom section of the tooth in his mouth on the right side, was moving up and down with every heartbeat. And when the gum separates from the, the tooth, every, every time that happens, he would bleed like a hundred meals, etc. So it was, it was a situation, it was a, um, a problem that I'd never seen before. So I admitted the child to the hospital and then I, this was, this was on Friday, on the Sabbath I was down in church. I heard footsteps running down and they said, the tooth hath popped out. What has happened was there was an abnormal connection in the mandible between an artery and the vein. And that had created a lot of pressure that had pushed that tooth out. And so the child was like bleeding. Fortunately, a nurse pushed her thumb into the tooth socket and saved the child. Mm. Now, you imagine I was alone. This was an emergency situation. I was just a young doctor. And to be honest with you, I did not know what to do. We rushed the child to the operating theater, gave him some blood, and I had to do something. It was now getting dark. Uh, the plane wouldn't come uh, because it was dark. And so I had to do surgery, not knowing what to do. I prayed and I said, Lord, guide my hands. 
Amen. And, you know, a miracle happened. We were able to sort the problem out by the grace of God. In fact, I was looking for the artery that actually supplies the mandible. I couldn't find it. And we were like going into three hours of surgery. And then the Lord came in. And you know what? I actually heard the voice of the Lord saying, do it this way. I was completely lost. I did not know what to do. And the Lord intervened. And he showed me what to do. You know, that encounter basically increased my faith in the God that I serve. I now know that I serve the powerful God of the universe, that my God is alive, that I serve a true God. Oh, that's wonderful, uh, Dr. Chester. Uh, even though as a young uh, doctor and uh, um, maybe not necessarily having lots of experience with God also. That's true. But doesn't take much just to trust yes. in God, just to place yourselves in His hands and He will do the rest of it. Of course, I totally believe that. The other day, uh, Dr. Chester, I witnessed um, some of your, um, a bit of your story, an encounter with another dramatic situation. And that was under the um, uh, title, Forgive to Leave. Oh, yes. Would you be able to share with us uh, a bit of that story? Because it really impacted me personally. And okay. uh, if you don't mind, just to, to develop on that sure, story. Sure, I can share with you the story. I was working as the head of surgery in, for my country, Nonia. I was uh, attached with the main referral hospital. But previous to that, I, was, I had worked at Atuifi Adventist Hospital, which is the mission, mission hospital. And one day, I received a call um, that said the business manager of Atuifi Hospital had, had just been murdered. In fact, beheaded. And I couldn't believe it. It was like I was so surprised that this has happened. I didn't expect it. And so the request was, please go to the airport and, and pick up the body um, so for post-mortem. So mm. we did that. We went across, took the body, and went and took the body to the morgue. And I was the one responsible for reattaching the head to the neck because it was a clean sweep cut. Wow. And... Um, I had worked at the hospital for many years, 14 years, and I loved the people. I loved the place. But when that happened, and as I was reattaching the neck to the rest of the body, I, I was, there was a lot of emotion that was going for me. I was, I was angry. I was not, not, uh, I was, I was so angry. And, um, so we finished that job. The body went back to Australia. But after that, my life changed. I was harboring anger and resentment. I even went to the extent where I said, close the hospital down. If this is what they were going to do, like if they've, they've done it, they've killed uh, an innocent life, close the hospital down. Mm. Let everybody suffer. Mm. I was saying that in my anger. 
And uh, it had affected my relationship with my wife and my children, uh, with my colleagues, with my staff in the hospital. Anger is a terrible thing. And you are a committed Christian. And I'm a committed Christian. Wow. And then um, there was this court case, and I was required to go because I did the postmortem, mm-hmm. and there was a report that I had to submit. And it was during that court um, at the at the courthouse during the court uh, court uh, proceedings that I had the opportunity to actually see the person that had done the murder. And you know what? I was so angry. I felt like reaching up, reaching out and slapping him on the face and spitting on his face. I was just so, so angry. I had never met this man that was murdered, but I, I, I saw him as a friend because we, he, we worked at the same place. I yeah. mean, he worked and I, I was there in the past and he was now there uh, just before he was murdered so i i felt like he was a friend of mine mm. and man, i was just so i was i was desperate i was really angry and i felt like doing that i felt like reaching out and and slapping that person and spitting on his face and but then i said to myself if i were going to do that if i was, if i was going to do this, i that the, the 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 love that is in me would would dry up And so it was at that point that I decided that I will forgive him. I believe the Holy Spirit was working. Wow. And when I did that, I could feel the burden on my shoulders and in my heart basically lift. And it disappeared. Peace flooded my mind. And I was, com- I was a completely different person from that point onwards. God did something amazing. The rest of the story, my relationship with my family improved. My relationship with my colleagues improved. I was a completely different person from that point onwards. You know, there is no point harboring anger. Mm. There is no point harboring resentment. The best thing that we can do is to forgive those that have done wrong to wow. us. Wow. Because that, that is the principle of heaven. That's so powerful, uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Chester. Mm-hmm. And just um, came into my mind uh, something which I would like to say. Back home in my country, you know, there are lots of people thinking differently. Uh, forgive to die. Oh, you yes. know, just before they die, they mm. think to, uh, they try to make things right, right. But how powerful it is to forgive, to, to live. You know, forgiveness is a powerful tool for regeneration of health. It contributes significantly to health. When we harbor anger and resentment, There are chemicals that are released in our body that actually destroys our inside. And we can talk about those chemicals. You know, they, they, they can be very dangerous to us. But when we forgive, the body responds in a positive way and we heal ourselves. 
and that's amazing because you know many times we're thinking that we are uh, we're doing doing a favor to us hating those people mm. who hurt us mm. but actually we are damaging our ourselves and yeah. to forgive to learn to mm. forgive it's a powerful thing and thank you for uh, sharing that and i probably i may just um, ask you a little bit to to go a bit further and mm. to help us and maybe talk to our audience um, what would you say how would you encourage uh, the people who are uh, listening to us and watching us to do if they are experiencing in their own life resentment, hatred, and things like this? If you have somebody that has done wrong to you, you may be waiting for a long time to get that man to come to say sorry to you. He may never come to you to say sorry. And there are, there are many people that uh, chew up inside. They remain in their anger, waiting for that person that has done wrong to them to eventually come and say sorry to them. Sometimes these people will never come to say sorry. The interesting thing is, that person would have forgotten that incident and would have gone on with his life. And you are there, destroying your life because of this anger, destroying your health, because you keep thinking about this issue, waiting for that person to come and say sorry to you. The best thing that you can do is to forgive that person. Because when you forgive, you release that person from your condemnation. But not only that, the most powerful thing about forgiveness is that when you forgive somebody, you release yourself from the effects of anger and resentment and all those issues that happen in our lives. And you free yourself from the wrong that has been done to you. You may not forget everything that has been done to you. Forgiveness does not mean that you forget the incident. It does not mean that you, you forgive and forget. Forgiveness is that you release yourself from that situation. You release yourself, you, that person, from your condemnation. And by doing so, you release yourself from that weight of anger and resentment. And when you do that, the body heals itself. It is my prayer that you will see forgiveness in that light. Because Jesus says, it is good to forgive. And he says to us, forgive 70 times 7. It is a good thing to forgive because Jesus understands that it contributes hugely to the health of our body and of our lives. Thank you very much, Dr. Chester. And I believe that uh, today will happen a lot of reconciliation among uh, lots of people. Thank you for being with us today. And uh, I pray to God that he will be with you, to bless you, to be able to reach out to those people in it, particularly with your speciality, your qualification. Until next time, we are uh, wishing you to walk in the footsteps of Jesus.
just as I am before you, Lord, in humility of your glory, just as I am, I bow my knee in reverence of your majesty. Forever 
From the mundane, it's time to live like it's my last day. It's time for restoration. It's time to pray. It's time to follow all that Jesus says. It's time to live like it's my last day. Truth and- 